Would you shut the fuck up and listen to the Skeleton Crew? It's radio at its finest. All right, all you Skeleton Crew, thrill me, you sons of bitches. Big fan of your show. Me and the other guy listens. Um, I think it's, it's fantastic. Hi, this is Felicia Rose. I'm Angela Baker from Sleepaway Camp. I'm actually with the Skeleton Crew. Meet me at the waterfront after the social. Wow, look around. I cannot believe it. This, uh, we're finally fully moved in. Look around, guys. A new wing of the dungeon. What do you guys think? Fancy. It's clean. It's very clean. Like, where's all the posters and the crap on the table? It's, I mean, it needed to be done, especially with the amount of time we're spending in here. We may as well make it nice. So, so it's nice, but it's kind of like when you move into a new house and everything is kind of bare on the wall and around it, and then you slowly fill it up. So I have a feeling, you know, it won't be long before we're going to see stuff around here. I don't know. Before it's back to normal. Yeah. We were in the uh, original dungeon that you guys saw in, in our picture, like always. Uh, it's been 10 years. <laughs> so now we're in the 11th year, and it was just falling apart. Uh, that witch kept flying past the window. It was just a lot of distraction. And um, then when I went to the bare bones thing, you saw I was in a different wing of that same place. And uh, we couldn't use that because that was just made for one person and, and J-Lo was taking up too much space and everything. So You mean her ass was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no complaints, but yeah, it really was. We had no space there because of that. So then we went to a not yet another wing. Believe it or not, there's three wings on this in this <laughs> castle or whatever we're in. So... This is the new one, and it looks great. It's clean. It's amazing. Um, a lot of new things happening here. So you got that. Um, I started coloring my hair again so I could feel young again, so you could see that in our uh, picture. <laughs> <laughs> what color hair do I have now? Oh, you you and Dave look exactly the same. Oh, as each other? Well, no. no. Well, Jamie, we actually fixed you up. Now that we went to this new dungeon, if you look, you, your arm is now intact. Oh, Fine. If, if you, well, you could just look at your your hand right in front of you. That your left arm, we were able to put it back together, but unfortunately, your hand was not so lucky. We could not recover your hand. Oh. So. Well, you know, that's okay. Oh, my hair's the right color. That's good. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is there a hand on, on, on the right? I don't think I see any hands. <laughs> well, it goes under the table. No, it goes under the table. I'm diddling or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. Playing pocket pool. That's okay. <laughs> I'm rattling, rattling dim bones. <laughs> and and Dave's just oh. sitting in front of us right now with a, a lighter like Beavis going, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> wow, I got a crazy story. One time, this kid, he was, well, we were all hanging out together, and there was like one, two, there was, let's say one, two, three, there was four of us tripping on acid, and it was <laughs> me and one of my really good friends and two friends from work, and it's a real long story, and I'll keep it short. One funny thing, well, lots of funny things happen. I could talk about the story for 10 minutes because it's freaking wacky, but one thing happened. This one kid who doesn't even usually smoke cigarettes bummed a cigarette from my friend. <laughs> <laughs> because it was windy out, 
he literally sat there for two to three hours just trying to to light the cigarette over and over and over and over. And it just kept coming up and then it would die. Come in. But he had ultimate patience and nobody really cared because everybody was tripping and just doing their thing and happy. But I just thought of it now when I looked at that picture. I was like, yeah, fire, fire. That's wow. what he was doing. He just kept lighting it over and over and over. Man, it was crazy. i got to ask him. It was, maybe it was one of those child – remember those – do they still make those childproof lighters that are kind of hard to – Maybe light? that's what it was. Yeah, Might have been. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Yeah, it might have been one of those things, and he didn't get angry about it. Nobody else seemed to care because sometimes when you're tripping, you're just going with the vibe. And but well, there is no more childproof lighters. They're allowed to smoke now. You didn't hear that? <laughs> yeah, they do whatever they want. <laughs> well, the parents let them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the parents let them. Well, I do notice that since I have no hand, I can slip right out of my shackle. Yeah, I did notice that. That is a problem. See, we we got your shackle directly to the table. So you can't go far at all. It used to be to your leg, I think. You shackled <laughs> me to my leg? <laughs> I mean, it used to be around your ankle. Now we put it around your wrist, but there's no hand to block it. Yeah, it really doesn't work out well, but uh, we're trying to figure things out still. It's only been 11 years. Hey, my That's hair looks okay. like it's on fire. If I, <laughs> if I haven't left by now, I'm not going anywhere. Well, that's that's a relief. Certainly to some people's chagrin, but they can suck it. I don't care. <laughs> suck it. <laughs> uh, and the other cool thing, and I want to thank people right away. <laughs> I guess the hosting thing I use and the, the the way it saves dates, like the original air dates, and there's a couple other options. So it's not like a free thing to host our show. And I host three shows, Married with Children podcast, uh, Banana Laser and Skeleton Crew all under one banner or channel, so to speak. The same way like we were under a Horrorphilia network before. To do all that, that, that rang up uh, a pretty hefty bill for the year. And um, plus just things in general, uh, the, the normal reasons you do a, a Patreon. So we started a Patreon where I basically got rid of the Married with Children one and just switched it to Skeleton Crew. So if you click on that link in our group page for our Patreon, it'll look like the Married with Children one when you see the the URL, but it's really for the Skeleton Crew, as you'll see with everything else. But uh, yeah, we asked people to uh, if they wouldn't mind making a small donation, 3 to $5 a month or whatever, uh, and a lot of people did it, and, and that's really cool. So I just want to thank you guys... Uh, Right away. Uh, like they did it the same day, yeah. Aw, that's so wow. nice. For sure. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your support, guys. It's totally going to cover that bill um, for the year. Um, wow. Yeah, the show will remain free and all that stuff, so it's voluntary, you know. Um, so, thank you. What a great surprise. I didn't know that. I didn't even I looked at it at first, and then I didn't think about it again, and then you just give us this news. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Wow. Well, I would like to Good thank people. all the people who have sent us such amazing feedback with Word. this new new run of shows. Uh, people seem to really be, in, be enjoying it. And one thing that I see in just about every single message is it's like old school crew. And I love that. I love it because yeah. I loved old school crew. And <laughs> looks like we're back. So, hey, dig it. Feels great for sure. It's it's awesome to even be to hear that old school crew. And I, I saw the messages too, and people have said mm -hmm. that. I'm like, wow. So yeah, that's like the thing they keep saying. 
yeah, it takes me back to like 2013 and 14 and stuff like that here in that type of talk, the, the, the buzz on it, you know, the excitement and, but this is, we're having fun. Honestly, that's what it is. We're not, it's not scheduled the way it was. We do what we can when we can. And it isn't, I don't know. It's just chill. And when we're on here talking, the talking is just chill. It's the greatest way to go, man. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, we always got that rejuvenation thing going every two years whenever there was a new lineup. But this time, it's just that we just wanted to be together and do this. And just, we didn't have, like, a mission, really. Like, it wasn't like, well, I really just always wanted to review these movies or something. Like, it was more like, no, I just want to get on with you guys and talk horror it's just different it's a different vibe um and now it's it's not um well we're when we do things with extra people it's more scheduling but as far as us three now it's just like would you guys be able to do anything tomorrow or the next day and it's yes or no and okay so it's like it's just definitely different than it used to be it, before it always seemed like we were on a mission of some kind and that that could become um daunting i guess uh, that is gone, and, and it, it just makes us feel free and easygoing, and and, th- and there's no schedule to release these. I just uh, I used to edit them right away and produce them right away and get them out there. Now I I sat on the other one for like two weeks or whatever. Yeah, it's just a totally different thing. I don't feel the same. They don't feel the same, and and all in the best way. Not that it was not great before. It's just uh, I think at this point of our life, this is this is where we need to be. I don't think any of us would be down with <laughs> how it was in 14, 13, or 15, whatever, like, at this age, right, guys? Like, I don't think you'd be down with that now. If I had the time, I'd love to. I'd do all kinds of stuff. But who has the time? Right, you, you know? can't. You just can't, right? I'm the same yeah. person. I just, you know, it, it is what it is. You only have time for so much. And that was a different time anyway, you know? Well, that's it, what I mean. Yeah. Like, we were different ages, different relationship um statuses different living situations it's different but i'm just glad to see that our little family is still out there and the saw is still family i mean the crew the crew is still (laughs) family fuck it (laughs) fuck off (laughs) Yo, 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 yo 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 Yo, it's your boy Jonathan Orr, a.k.a. Johnny Gore, and you are listening to the Skeleton Crew, a.k.a. Quarantine. Why? Because they are so sick. So how was Ghost, Jamie? <laughs> oh, it was fucking amazing. I had a great time. Lucifer! When they played Lucifer, do you think you were listening to Banana Laser? What's it called? They didn't play that song, did they? It's called Con Clavi Condio or something. Yeah, that was the first song. <gasps> they opened with it? Wow. That's Banana Laser Tribute. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> I would have yeah. popped if I was at that show. Would they, if they opened with that? Wow. Yeah, Jamie expected to hear Matt start talking. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking around. Oh, man, it was so <laughs> So much fun, though. Oh, my God. I I was so into it. And, um, well, Brian, when he posted about it on Facebook, he's like, uh, he, he really enjoyed the first band. I did, too. Like, I love the first band. They were great. But uh, he's like, and Jamie lost her shit over Ghost. And I'm like, well, Oh, yeah. God. When Mariana Cross started up or Square Hammer or, <laughs> or, or Call Me Little Sunshine, Jamie was like, oh, oh my God, Brian, it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And she went I up mean, on stage. I actually, no, I screamed, I love you, Papa! <laughs> <laughs> Papa! Were you uh, 11 or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, too bad we never got to talk about Stranger Things on a skeleton crew. I mean, God. Uh, was season oh. four a masterpiece of television or what? Oh, what what happened? That's what you meant when you said eleven. From yeah, and pop, I thought when you said eleven, if I was eleven years old, correct? Because oh. that's something an eleven year old would say, <laughs> Papa. So I was like, but then you went into that. I'm like, oh, now I get. It. Maybe an eleven year old <laughs> at 1836. I don't think any eleven year olds now would say Papa. Doesn't no? Doesn't she call him Papa? Am I crazy? She does. Yeah. yeah. But she's also not a normal child. Right. <laughs> well, he told her, call me Papa. That's why. You know, oh, he did he? created her, brainwashed her. And... Wow. I told Tiffany to call me Poppy, but only when we're in oh, bed. Oh, you mean the, okay. I, okay. Poppy Chulo. <laughs> My goodness. I hope the listeners are able to follow along with this conversation better <laughs> than I am. What an opener. <laughs> oh, my God. Stranger Things. Uh, you know, it's not that I want to get into all this, but there's a writer strike. So now I'm very worried about uh, Cobra Kai season mm, six, yeah. which I would assume is filmed already. Hopefully that's not a problem. But Stranger Things. Oh, my God. What are you telling me? We're not going to see a season five till these kids are 23 years old. I mean, aren't they old <laughs> enough? <laughs> right. It'll be Stranger Things, the college years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like say by the bell. So, well, same with Cobra Kai. Those kids are all getting older. Same damn thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm hoping that was filmed already, because season five was a long time ago. That it was, and they were both really solid seasons. So Right. Stranger Things season four was brilliant television making. That was beyond anything anyone expected. I mean, the, I don't, season three was great, but man, four was like another level and like we're all expecting the whole thing with will to come back like the fact that he was gone in season one and what really happened to him what's that creepy rattle sound on the back of his neck there's so many things um now we got vecna um <clears throat> all of 11 stuff she's going through it's so sad that with this strike we m might not even get it because 11 was offered a Stranger Things movie. I think they wanted to... Um, oh, boy. Yeah, they wanted to do season six and then end it with a, a movie like the Sopranos did? Is that what they did? Sopranos or? wanted to. He wanted They wanted to. to. They wanted yes. to. That's it. Well, he did put eventually put out that movie in, like, 2019, The Sopranos. Yep, put out yeah, the prequel. Yeah. But season six, was he was going to end it with a movie, and then one thing led to another, and he didn't. Right. And since... Oh, yeah, they were going to make believe that the main dude was not killed in that diner and then act like, well, since it's ambiguous, we'll say he did not get killed by the guy in the members only jacket. And instead, it was just a bad ending to a show. So they couldn't do that because James Gandolfini died. But for Stranger Things, I think they wanted to do this season and then have it left a cliffhanger for a big epic movie. But she said no. She wanted to move away from that character. She she said she wanted to fill her commitments of the amount of seasons they all talked about, and that's it. She's outgrown it. That's it. She's outgrown it. It's her agents and everybody that handles her saying, you're better than this. You can make more money. Don't do television anymore. Don't do this. Go out and be a well, freaking a movie, movie star. I know, but it's still 
it's still uh, what's the word typecast you're still on the same thing she wants her her people are probably telling her go out and take a role as a young woman doing something else be a freaking heroin addict be a freaking something different uh, you know oscar an oscar worthy performance because they're probably because you know how that goes her people are probably saying they're kissing her ass saying oh you got to get away from this you got to do something else you've done your time clearly you're the star of the show that's what and that goes to people's head and they're like well do it while you're young and you still can so i understand they can't even stop no i'll give her credit though she couldn't even think of the projection of her life this should have been done three years ago I'm glad it's not though. Am I the only one that does that doesn't like waiting three years to see new things? See, everything's so instant now. Like Star Wars isn't exciting anymore because when we were young, we had to wait three years. Now you got this, that shows too too many movies too every year. So it's like it loses its. It's not special anymore. I actually like waiting for. I'm excited about waiting for uh, Cobra Kai and for Stranger Things. I, I honestly. I don't care if they strike for three years, although except for the the, the kids growing. It's the kids growing thing, right? That's yeah. the only thing that's the problem, and it's an obvious problem. So with that circumstance, yeah, that's that's a problem. Like, it's people. It's, it's human nature that makes that an issue. If you filmed it and just let it sit around for two years and said, yeah, we're going to release it soon, but the timing is going to, you know, whatever, then I'd be okay with that too, like you. But you can't do that because these people are getting older and it's a big, obvious change, so... Well, if they have good writers, they can put them in any situation and do like a 90210. They all go to the same college or they're all in the same area and just have them be like young adult. Why can't young adults freaking deal with these things? I mean, the other adults do. I think the timeline, the timeline is that it's not – it's happening all right away, I guess. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like two years later. I don't know. I just don't want a movie. I just want – and when it ends, I want it to end. I was – fucking the walking dead everybody made a big deal it's over it's over it's over and i haven't watched it in like five years so i'm like wonderful now it ends and i'm seeing it more than others there's this spinoff there's this fucking show (laughs) there's another one this guy's having a movie i'm like just die already (laughs) zombies don't die dave (laughs) just the show just enough if you're gonna say if you're doing a show and you're saying okay we're putting an end to it and then all of a sudden you have all these spinoffs and movies and all it's just like i want it to be over I mean, I apologize to the fans of it. Uh, then I, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's just because I personally burned out of it years ago. So it's just like yeah. enough already. I mean, it's like the Marvel movies. I know they're not going away. Oh, please, just they're stop. never going to go. But it, but see, there you go, Alex. Thank you. I remember seeing this like eight years ago. I go, there's going to come a time. I go ten years from now where everyone's going to feel like I am because I'm seeing all these movies coming out and I'm noticing that there has been a, a little sh- a little shift in the world and. A lot of people are finally getting a little burnt out on this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, you're going to think I'm crazy. I was burned out by Iron Man 3. Well, I was burned out from Jump. (laughs) It's not my stuff, you know? Dan convinced me to buy that bad Wolverine Blu-ray for... I asked Tiffany to get it for me for Christmas, and then he goes, yeah, no, sorry about that, but the next one's going to be great. Remember that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and he was right. The next one was like that standalone movie, The Wolverine, where he started actually killing people. Remember that? It was I forget what it was called. Even that point. Like, why is there... There was like two bad Wolverine movies in a row, and it's like, why is that the case? Like, you guys just got this character in 2001. You... Have only made four movies, and 
one was okay, one was great, X2 was great, and then three was okay, and then all of a sudden we're already getting bad movies? Like, guys, that should happen <laughs> on, like, the 17th movie. Like, you guys should have so much material here, right? So why 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 is everybody mad about a writer strike since everything sucked the last fucking twenty years and everything's <laughs> been a rehash of everything else? I don't know. But one thing that's coming that we could talk about in a very happy, positive way is fall. It is coming, and there's something I you know I've talked about this a couple times, but you know I've stood by it since two thousand five. I've been doing the same thing since two thousand five, and. I did something today on the Facebook where I somebody posted a cool picture of Michael Myers standing behind Miss Elrod, and um, it said uh, 96 more days of Halloween or whatever like that. So I liked the picture. It looked really cool. So I went ahead and added it to my stories. I decided to put music on it. So I typed in Halloween Lori's theme. And the second I pressed play to preview it, all this amazingness came back to me and this great swell of love for the season and those movies and a lot of the things that I, I create my, as my Halloweens every year. And it was such an amazing feeling that I just wanted to get on here and scream at people who who watch these movies year-round. Like, I know I've said this before, but I, I, I don't really remember what you guys do. I think you were almost on my side, but yeah, so since 2005, I'm going to say, I have not watched any Halloween movies out of October. And I think if I did, it was like I was forced to for whatever reason. I remember... It was something for a show or whatever, and I had to watch one in August or September. I don't know. But I guess I did. Uh, but that was just for that. But I would never do it otherwise. But there's a billion reasons. Like, one of them being, why on earth are you watching these movies that much? Like, people will probably think, how could you even want to hear shows about these movies anymore? Like, it's the internet's not new. These have all been talked to death. Um, we have some gems like the Banana Laser Halloween Retro and things like that. And people do the same thing with our Friday stuff. How could you keep talking about these? So if you're surprised we're talking about it, what do you think about people who are still actively watching these 12 or so 15 Halloween movies throughout the entire year? And do you guys not think that that completely strips it of anything special whatsoever like I do? I haven't either watched a Halloween outside of October in, God, probably over 20 years. Oh, thank you. I don't know. It's not like I can't or wouldn't. I just don't. Like, there's so many things to watch all the time that I feel like it's pretty safe to leave Halloween at Halloween time. I also feel that way, and I, the only time I've ever watched a Halloween movie when it wasn't October would be for uh, for a podcast. You know, for, for whatever reason, I was evaluating something. When we did the Year of the Slasher the first time in Unexploding Heads, I had to uh, – I think I – I even tested it out. I watched Halloween – uh, in an off season, and I said I have never watched John Carpenter's Halloween uh, when it wasn't October. 
I want to see actually when it wasn't Halloween night. I'll, I'll get more specific. I will. Si- I want to sit and watch this movie and see if I get the same feel from it when I'm done. And uh, do I rank this movie so high that where it's always been in my top three because of the feel of Halloween night? when I watch it or the whole experience or is it just because the movie's that damn good and so that's one thing I was excited to find out and I watched the movie in the off season and I said no I said I still love the movie the same it didn't make a difference of course I preferred Halloween night it's amazing but I still loved it like every bit as much so I thought that was really cool I was happy about that but I will say this let's say somebody else has the mental capacity to be able to watch Halloween in December, any one of these movies, and when they're watching it, get that same October feel that they get in October. If they're able to get that feel, then I say more power to them. I don't think I could, but I think that some people can. I think it's something that's, you know what, you know what I'm saying? You get that feel in October. Yeah. You get that feeling around Christmas oh, time. Yeah. Okay, when you watch things, right? But. If you can harness that feeling and trick your brain when you're watching it to, even if you're just fooling yourself, like it's just nostalgia for another thing. If you could do it, hey, man, by all means, that I get what you're saying. And it is definitely more special in, in, in October, 100%. But if other people can do it and get and do it the right way, awesome. But I don't know. I just – I can't do anything till October, and that's my whole – it's not a hang-up. It's just my – it's just my thing. It's nice. It's nice to see it's special. See, that's what I'm saying. I wait till October because it makes it, it's not special when it's three months. I'm sorry. 90 days of, of, of spooky season, which I hate that phrase. So that's why I <laughs> Thank you, that. Dave. Spooky Thank, season. Yeah, you're welcome. You know oh. I hate it. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's all over the place. It's, the reason I don't like it is because it's gotten so popular, but it's very much something that you would say to like first graders, like for a, a kindergarten spooky party. It just season. sounds. Very, I don't, I don't like it. So spooky seasons here in in um in July, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's well, not. I'm not a hypocrite, and this is what I'm gonna because I mf Christmas stuff before December, or actually, I'll I'll, I'll be fair, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay, I don't want to see anything Christmas until November 26th, toward the day after Thanksgiving. Then do yeah. what you want to do. So right. why why should I be a hypocrite? And because the, the the holiday I love, Halloween, why should I be talking about Halloween in freaking August? I'm not going to do it. I'm not mad if someone else is doing it. Do I have a hang-up? Yeah, it's a little bit – it's not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I, I, I try to stay the course. So October – is Halloween. I don't even, October isn't even a month. It's Halloween. It, the whole month is Halloween to me. You know right. what I mean? I turn it into a month long ordeal for years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I'll say two things to that. Uh, when I did watch Halloween outside of October to, for whatever show or whatever it was, I will say I also had just as much of a great time and it felt great. However, I'm going to go with what you said earlier in the show about wanting to wait a couple years for Stranger Things or Cobra Kai or whatever, the, it, to me, it's the same principle here. I yeah. like not watching it for 11 months and getting that amazing feeling again when it's time. Listen, I do the same thing with Point Break. I don't watch it unless it's summer. I do the same thing with Sleepaway Camp. I'm not watching that and looking outside the window and looking at snow on the ground. I'm not doing that. And I'm not even doing it when it's nice out, but it's it's uh, February or whatever, or March. 
Like, I still won't do it. Like, the the earliest I'll watch Sleepaway Camp is spring, and that's if it's, like, 85 degrees and I'm dying for summer or it's already in my mind, then maybe I'll put it on. But either way, but, like, October, something about that. I love that special feeling. I don't want to look at Christmas decorations in July or watch Home Alone in July. Like, I would never do something like that. I don't know. I'm just a traditionalist, I guess, when it comes to that. Like, I, I really love traveling through the year and, and land. It's like Candyland. I like landing at all those places and, and my <laughs> travels. Like, that. that's what I like to do. Lollipop Forest. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the journey of life to me. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, that's why you don't rush things. You don't rush kids into certain things. You don't... I don't know. I think, like, I like the natural journey of life, and I don't like tampering with it. Because I think I put my hand in enough of what I'm supposed to be doing compared to what I do do. So, I, uh, yeah. I just like to be a little more traditional with, with things like this. Well, I used to watch it... I would watch it probably three or four times in October, just over and over. Part one? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes uh, there was a a period where I would watch it any time of year. I just watched it all the time. Yeah, I used to when I first started watching. I went through, I don't know, some kind of thing with it. I (laughs) I was obsessed for about a minute. Oh, yeah. Nice. I did, too. I watched it all year. But then you get to a point where you see it ten times or whatever, and you're like, all right, let's start making this nice, you know, special. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. And then when I did start only, and now we only watch it on Halloween, and that's just because the rest of the month we do other things. You know, we watch other, you know, we always have our... Yeah, we always um, talk about it. Right, yeah. What do you call it? Theme. And so we reserve Halloween night for the same movies every year and so it's halloween halloween 2 we added wow uh halloween 3 um trigger treat yep <laughs> and we added um halloween 2018 Ooh. uh yeah i don't care i love that movie man most people <laughs> it's their favorite from their friend from that new franchise Isn't that amazing yeah it is amazing I, we never heard your take on the banana laser show we did for Halloween and that was like a real polarizing review like most people and messages and stuff they would say I love you guys but you're crazy as hell that movie sucked blah 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 oh wow no I haven't shit I didn't even hear it I'll have to I gotta find it um I thought you were waiting with bated breath for that show no <laughs> I mean well no, 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 not that I wasn't no 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 not that I'm just I wasn't kidding, I'm kidding I just I don't know. I forgot. I'm sorry, but especially if you said you liked it, because oh boy, um, because I love that movie. So we kind of a lot of us did. Wow, me, the three of us here. Matt loved it. Jason Lloyd loved it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, and I only watched it twice, but I loved it both times. And I actually like the whole all the trilogy though. I love Kills. Now, if you I hated Kills, but I came around with it. If, if we can take out the, you know, that whole evil dies tonight, oh, you know, God. crazy dude in the hospital subplot, that annoys mm-hmm. me. Other than that, though, I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, man. Hey, with that one, you got, that's a definite, like, consciously turn your brain off and enjoy a movie because uh, a brain on, no, doesn't work. But brain off, oh, God, it's great. 
I just don't know how anybody can look at Halloween 4, 5, and 6 objectively and say that though they're better than the new trilogy. I, I, oh, I, I don't I, get that. It, it drives me nuts. Well, the only competition's 4, but... Um, even that is a little bland, but it does have Jamie Lloyd and it does have a lot of Loomis. And yeah, 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 I don't know. And it has Sheriff Meeker. Yeah. Four is your real competition. So let's just take four and put it against those three. So I think four's. I think it's better than 2018, which you probably don't agree. It's not better than kills. Uh, no, it's not better than kills and it's not better than end. So I think it's only better than 2018. That's just my take. I got to tell you, my current go-to for ho- for Halloween season out of those three, it's it's six producers cut. I really think that six producers cut it it it's it really feels like a Halloween movie to me. Like th- there's atmosphere in that movie that always brings me in. I don't get that atmosphere from Halloween 4 and 5. I just don't. Wow. But when I watch part, when I watch 6, something about it, like, you know that, that feeling that you get? Too many pumpkins. Like, <laughs> too many pumpkins in those freaking movies, right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> what's that feel? What's that? Okay, do you guys get that, that excited feel on Halloween day, like in the afternoon, like yes. you know, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock? Okay, yeah. There is something going on in Halloween Six that gives me that type of feel. Like it does, it feels like them getting ready for Halloween Day. Even in the morning when he knocks the Myers thing off. Enough of this Michael Myers bullshit. All that stuff. Something about the way that movie's constructed. Plus the producer's cut, which has the stalking sequences in the daytime, and the other ones which I prefer. I don't know. Something about Six. It's 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 a movie that I can just watch randomly in October. Where four and five. Just, it just doesn't do it for me. But I think six, I mean, yes, everybody knows, you know, the Thorn thing is ridiculous. <laughs> that you returned it to Best Buy? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, the Thorn thing is ridiculous. <laughs> I did that. I forgot about that story. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Not me, man. I remember all your stories. Wow. Well, the good one, the one that the Shell Factory came out with, I don't know. I, I advise everyone to watch that movie again. Just ignore the, the, the stupid Thorn stuff. But there's a lot of good atmosphere and, and and just I don't know I just prefer to four and five and it just it just has that feel I I can't explain it but it, it's become a go to in early October for me. Are there any iconic moments? Oh, <laughs> uh oh. Well, if there are, we'll talk about it on the next segment, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Kim Coates. You listen to the Skeleton Crew. And keep listening, or else. We got a fun little segment for you now. It's called Iconic Moments in Horror Movies. Uh, so, so I can tell you already that this segment is going to be more than a one-parter because I'm looking at my list. I got a little glimpse of your guys' list and... There is way more to talk about than we can do in our allotted amount of time, so fear not if one of your favorite iconic moments in horror is not listed tonight, because there will be a part two guaranteed. So let's get on with it. This uh, is something that we're looking forward to, because there are so many iconic moments in horror movies 
they don't get talked about because we're doing a review or we used to do interviews or we used to do whatever. So, uh, or Jump the Shark, where we talk about the worst of movies. So, now it's time to talk about the best. You know, we all have a, a little list we put together. I guess I'll start this off. Now, you know me, I'm an old school horror guy. Uh, I know way too much about the universal classic horror movies. And for those who don't know, I don't sit there and watch those every day, you know. I watched them a lot when I was young, and I loved revisiting them whenever I do. But, yeah, no, I don't really watch these more than, like, a um, couple times a year, just like anything else. It's uh, It just happens to be something I'm well-versed on, and most people, I guess, aren't, because they don't really like, like that stuff. But I uh, will start off with one of those movies, so let's go to... Um, can you really get more iconic? This might be like the top of the iconic list, honestly. Uh, the original 1931 Frankenstein, when Dr. Frankenstein, when the electricity went through the monster and he yelled out, it's alive, it's alive. Like, is is there anything more iconic than that, really? <laughs> I mean, that you see that you see it clipped all over the place. People quote it all the time. It's been quoted in countless other films. Uh, yeah, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, it's great. Here's a question though. I think that the real good one that's sampled and that's used the most is in Bride. And the reason I'm saying it is because I just watched them both over the summer. I think the first one was a little weaker. It was just like it's alive. Oh, it's alive. That's like the first Frankenstein. I could be wrong, but I think in Bride is when he actually said it's alive, alive. You know, weird science. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, that is what <laughs> weird science uses. You're right about that. Okay. I also use uh, it in my show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because you got the bride of ABCs. Yeah. The first one's more powerful in a viewing sense. Yes. Because he trembles with it because he's really feeling that moment. tell that he's really feeling those feelings at that moment because of the way he doesn't say it perfectly so in that sense if you're looking for the experience you go to the original frank sign if you're looking for the sound bite you go to the bride ah well said no i mean and you know it too i've only seen them you know so many times okay well I have one that goes back just a little farther than yours did Wow. Yeah. Oh, and I wonder if this it's is, mine. Uh, I don't know. This was one of the ones when I first floated this idea. This was one of the examples that I gave because it was the first thing that popped in my head. And that is unmasking the Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Yes. So when Christine comes up behind him and, you know, we see him, he's playing and then she pulls the mask off him and he turns around and you get that really iconic reaction. Of course, it's a silent film. So, you know, there's that, which means that I don't know how many people have taken the time to watch it these days. But even if you've never seen it, I guarantee you've seen the scene. Right. Because, yeah. Uh, and I think they wrote in a big uh, air bubble gasp when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, that's that's amazing. And it's funny. Universal eventually remade that with um, what's his name, the guy, the Invisible Man, Claude Rains. You ever see that one? The Claude Rains Phantom. It would. I would think I did, but I can't recall it right now. So maybe not. Okay. Yeah, you should. It's really good. It was released um, when Walmart did those like glow in the dark covers. Remember that? Like five years ago. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still doing them. Oh wow. Yeah, so I bought it then, and uh, it was the first time I ever seen it, like, five years ago, and it's really good. But, yeah, nothing compares to Lon Chaney's makeup and stuff like that, but I will take uh, an Audible movie over over that, really, honestly. Even though I do appreciate that stuff, I, I don't see myself watching it a lot. So, uh, But, yeah, no, that's an insanely iconic moment that definitely ranks up there with the top ever, so... My moment is uh, I've seen I've seen the movie once, but it's old, so I'm going to stick along with this. I uh, it's it's another silent film, so and it's I've seen two shots, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get them confused, but I know that they're iconic, and you know I've seen them all over the place, and it, it's something that's always stuck with me. But there's two scenes in the original Nosferatu, the vampire, mm. and. You always there's two shots, right? There's the one when they show his shadow walking mm-hmm, and up then, the stairs. Yes, up the stairs, and then there's another one on the boat, right? When he comes out and he walks by, or, or no, when right? he gets up out of the coffin, I thought. That's it. That's right. Yeah, it well, opens up see, like a and door I was that thinking opens. Thinking of the one where he's leaning over her in the like when he comes into the bedroom at night and he leans over her, like that's always mm. yeah used to. It's just so many, so many from that film are in fact iconic so wow that's a good call that's and that movie and as a whole is a good call right on thanks no I, I was just i went through my lists i looked at all the movies that i had on the top 200 list when we did it for exploiting as i'm like that's easy there's got to be a bunch of iconic moments here so i went down the list and whatever title i saw i thought of the first thing that came to mind that i looked at all my movies on the app i have that have with every every movie i owns in it and it's the same thing i saw the title i'm like okay and just think of the movie yeah yeah, if I couldn't think of a, of a moment right then and there, I went by. But I still, nevertheless, I still have like freaking 90 things written down. So many. But that's what I was saying. I always think of that. I always picture that scene, though, with the shit with Nosferatu's shadow. I think it, it's badass. It's cool. So, uh, you know, in some of the movies I have, have more than one iconic, iconic moment. So I'll do that again. But yeah, there we go. Three old movies. That's cool. Well, I'll bring it to the 80s for a minute and keep it in summer. And, uh, Sleepaway Camp, Angela Baker's reveal. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember awesome. the first time I saw that. Holy shit. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, everyone. Uh, you know, I got... That sound and the look on her face. <sighs> yeah, her her beasting <laughs> out like that changes everything. Like, I'm sure they did it just her standing there and they're like, uh, it's weird, but... Her just standing there quietly doesn't work. And they're like, well, let's add something to it, you know? Um, you know, it's funny. Not to, not to do the politics thing again, but I think if people would think this funny. So I showed this this movie to uh, a couple for the first time. They were coming over our house for the weekend. Then we went to their house and on their boat and all this stuff. You know, summer fun. And uh, so she's a huge horror fan, but somehow never saw Sleepaway Camp. So... I said, well, we got to watch this. So I showed it to these two, and they actually thought 
that I was trying to show him a woke movie <laughs> and like pushing this agenda and all this stuff. And I and I was like, oh, no, no, guys, this came out in 1983. This has nothing to do with any of that stuff. I said, I am not pushing anything <laughs> like uh, I, I know it's sort of coming back around. But yeah, that's no, not what I was doing. I was just showing you a crazy movie. And it's funny because then we discussed it in a political way. And I kind of found a way that it's not like in case you know there's people who you know are all against the woke thing so in case you might think that th th that ruins this experience now in this movie it's not really about any of that stuff it's not like angela's angela decided oh i'm a a boy now or a girl now or peter <laughs> didn't decide he's a girl now it's it's the crazy aunt who just wanted a girl in the house and forced yeah. him to to do these things and then it psychologically screwed him up and now he just flipped and he's totally lost now because she forced him to do this so now he's like mentally fucked in the head and now he's a killer and all this shit so it's not at, at all what's happening politically so uh yeah i just wanted to clear that up for people because it was a funny thing like the way they, they looked at me when the movie was over <laughs> it was just the weirdest <laughs> awkwardest moment <laughs> yeah no i mean it's angela it, well it's like you said angela's not even a real trans that's not mm -mm. that's not the point the 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 point is that she was psychologically tortured right you know like right. By her aunt and not and she wasn't meaning to torture her. She's just fucking nuts. Right. right. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing scene. Just but it is scary. Like you said, when you hear that, that it's the noises. It isn't yeah. even so much the reveal itself. It, it's the it's the way she looks and the noises that are exactly that are coming out and, and the music when it came. Oh, the, oh, the music Dun. and Ronnie's reaction. Oh, my God. He's a boy. She's a boy or whatever he says. Hey, Angela. Angela's a penis. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, for the record, Angela was not a baldy as uh, that one cook thought she might be. <laughs> there was hair down there, as uh, what's her name said? Judy. Judy. <laughs> okay, well, for my next one, I, uh, I could go one of two ways, and one of them would be taking one from someone I know. Damn it. How'd you know? I, I know what you're, you're taking it from me. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to take it. I won't take <laughs> no, it. No, go ahead. I won't. No, I want you to. No, no, it. now you have to. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't, I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> I think it's the uh, run on the baits reveal at the end yes. of Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so and I, I thought about the shower scene. But to me, I think the most startling... If I had been in that theater in 1960 and seen when Lana reached out and touched the shoulder and she's like, Mrs. Bates, and then it turns around and then yeah. you get that amazing. First of all, the the uh, the dummy looks incredible and creepy as fuck. And then, you know, you get her reaction where she slams her hand up and hits the lamp, yep. which the flare incredible and that scream that she puts out is so great like it's just it's just and then you know norman comes in through the door and 
And then here comes Sam right behind him and, and then he's in the dress. And then you get that reveal where the dress is being peeled off and the wig is coming off. And he's all, I'm Nama Bates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, credit credit to Dave and the Exploding yeah. Heads. I had no idea that he was even saying anything during that. What? I just thought he was yelling. I didn't know until wow. you guys talked about it. Yeah, because you have the subtitles on, And now I can't unhear it, you know? No, I didn't have the subtitles on. I just always wondered what they said. So then, how did I find out? Maybe I went back up with the subs on, or maybe I looked it up, or I I, I isolated it. Yeah, but I always wonder what they were saying. It sounded like Norman Bates, but I was like, why would somebody be yelling Norma Bates, Norman Bates? So I'm like, what the hell is that? It's always puzzled. Yeah, but ultimately it's, ah, Norma Bates. (laughs) <laughs> for, for no reason. That's the best part. Why did they even do that? Because <laughs> nobody else would. Nobody would know who he is. They would think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like I don't know. When you jump out at somebody to scare him, and you go, "I'm a ghost." Uh, okay, nobody does that. But <laughs> I'm a ghost. Yeah, we're gonna do another iconic moment here. It's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, you may as well. You skipped the line. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it just made me think of it. <laughs> I'll go back to that one when it's my turn, and we'll get that. We'll talk about it in depth. <laughs> okay, I-, I have so many. I'll just uh, misery the uh, the infamous howling scene. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Which, yeah. Oh. And no matter what, no matter every time I see it, and I'm a gore hound, and this isn't necessarily gore, but the lead up to it and everything else, and when she finally tells the story and then puts the wood there and brings out the mallet and Ugh, just because of that damn penguin, right? <laughs> I know that damn penguin. You're right, son of a bitch. But then you see it, and it's just every time I have to like look away a little bit or something, even though it's. It's just one of those things that just it just hits you there, and I know that everybody else. What are you loves doing? It. What are you doing? Oh. Stop! Stop! What are you doing? Right! <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this! Yeah. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, that's insanity. Yeah. Um, and you know yeah. that's happened to people. It's not like they invented that for that movie. You know, people have done that to people, like prisoners uh, who escaped or whatever the case. Like, it's it's happened. Imagine the person who actually went through that. <laughs> like, oh my god. I do remember that you only see the first hit and then the second hit is off screen, which I always thought was a good choice. Right. You know, because it uh, it's it's not gratuitous, but is it extremely effective so that and since you saw the first one, when the second one happens, even though you aren't looking at it, you're visualizing it because you just saw it. So it's still just as effective. Mm hmm. Yeah. The crazy thing is it was created for the movie in the book. It's an axe. There's not a hobbling scene. And I remember like reading the book and going, oh, I wonder why they changed it. And then I'm like, well, it was actually a wise choice to change it. This looks so much better on screen. She cut his foot off? I believe so. I know she hit him with an axe in the ankle. I remember that much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So she was wrapping a stump? Did she have to get off a podcast to do that? Oh, oh my god! Um, yeah. Well, 
I hinted at it before. Uh, hey, The Shining. I mean, it has hell just a shot of the hotel or even even the the shot above before drones were a thing i guess the helicopter shot of going to the shining uh whole place and then you got the twins uh mm. you know come play with us oh my god you have the woman in the shower i mean there's so many i mean that that's the weird thing about the shining it's like you could go on and on, but the one I hinted at before was him chopping through the door and here's Johnny. I guess when you have that many iconic scenes, you're just, it's impossible for your movie to suck, right? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, you know, if you go by, I guess, what is quoted or featured the most, then it would probably be that scene. But then, because, like, you know, people don't walk around doing the other things except that's a lie because i do i i actually do oh, oh i do i actually do the uh <laughs> which one? i'll come <laughs> i'll come walking into the living room like the like the old lady after <laughs> she turns into an old lady and she's coming after him <laughs> like i'll come walking in like that <laughs> yes i do the laugh too wow. <laughs> amazing that must be so hot before sex <laughs> Brian's like, all right, baby, I know what you're trying to get at. Let's go. <laughs> I, I say lines from it all the time. Being my fa- and my family all knows what they are, so I do it. But here's the thing: when I wrote down The Shining, I wrote down two scenes. The two scenes that came to mind were "Hello, Danny," because that's always scared me, and it hits so hard when it happens with the, with the twins in the hallway. And then I wrote down the blood in the elevator. You see, that, you see oh, what wow, I mean? It doesn't end. Right. Yeah, I remember before that movie came out in the theater, the seeing the trailer. Yep. And just that ocean of blood coming out of those elevator doors. I was so excited. I could not wait to see that movie. <laughs> I was just a little I thought kid. it was lava. How about that? Uh, well, it makes sense. It's a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of blood. That And I remember vividly seeing the trailer for Gorky Park about 150 times. <laughs> Damn. But that's random. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what's weird about the elevator scene is is when um, when the caretaker goes, uh, "That's odd. The blood usually gets off at the second floor." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simpsons Trials of Horror. Nice. Gotta get ramped up for that again. Yeah, so that's my and and like you said, uh, you you've been pointing out the elevator, and I hardly talked about the bar scene when he's at the bar with the oh, dude. God. Like, there's just so many iconic scenes that we're almost talking about the movie itself. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And we the red rum scene. Uh, there's just so much. Right. It just doesn't end. There definitely. Right. No, there's, there's other movies like this. Him walking up the stairs. I'm gonna bash him right the fucking. <laughs> yes. So, like, this is what I think is fun. I, uh, when I was making my list that, well, and like I said, I pretty much just pulled it like whatever I thought about the top of my head. But the, what I was thinking about was scenes in movies that if you show them to somebody for the first time, you can't wait for them to get to. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's going to blow them away in one way or another. Awesome. (laughs) Shit. Wow. Okay. uh, So. I have two from one movie, but uh, I think one's iconic for general audiences, just as uh, something that you see in passing. And then one is for people that watch the movie a lot. And there, I, this is kind of like The Shining, where I could probably name like four or five um, Poltergeist. 
uh, of course you have there here. I mean, that's right. a, right. an iconic line. I mean, it, it, it's great. It's the poster, everything else. It, it's people know what that is. And then I have to go with the clown scene, which I think is the highlight of the film for me. Always has been. It just scares the hell out of me. When that clown comes out and drags oh, yeah. the boy under and that whole scene and, I mean, the setup to it, looking under the bed and you think he's going to be safe for a second and then he comes back and then whoosh, the freaking arm goes around him and the laughing of that clown is freaking terrifying. But, yeah, Poltergeist. I fucking love Poltergeist. And oh, me too. Some of my favorite scenes are the the scenes, uh, pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> right. And uh, I don't care what anybody says. Steven Spielberg makes a beautiful film. <laughs> um but when um tangina uh when she's in the movie yeah i just think she's so funny you know when she's like you're right you go and then when she (laughs) says this house is clean yep you know i just i don't know i but i love every frame of that film so you know but yeah i just don't like there. Tricky answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. That's great. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, what a movie. Yeah. Um another great one involving food again. The original creep show, the Father's Day, the birthday cake scene. Nice. <laughs> oh, you mean the scene where he actually the very end of that, the last shot of yeah, that Yeah, when he opens the door that... in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's oh, my favorite segment. Father's Day is my favorite. Right. Tell everybody why that scene is so iconic. Because like you said about Misery, it's not so much sometimes the imagery. It's it's the lead up to it. Right. Because it's all quiet and dark there. And, you know, just a second ago, we saw the head come off of the woman. And then these are the last two people left. And then, boom. And then as soon as you open the door, they play the music. Ring, and then the freaking lights come in. Ah! And then the guy reacts. He goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I put that scene oh my in my god. movie. Remember that scene? Yeah, we were at the drive. Oh shit! I forgot about that. God, it's been so long. I gotta watch it again this Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, now it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, it's supposed to be a Halloween movie. It takes place on well, Halloween. <laughs> you put it out on Christmas Eve, so now I have to associate it with that. Now it's nostalgia. <laughs> Oh, God. So back to everything we said at the top of the Yeah, I show. ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> you of all people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here boasting so. about how things should stick to where they belong, and I release a Halloween movie on Christmas. <laughs> and it's about a guy who kills in the summer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Unbelievable. Oh. What a hypocrite. Oh. Well, as creep show, it's loaded with scenes, man. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Jeez. Even if you go to Creep Show Two, I mean, sure, the the raft. I mean, the iconic moment where the girl's sticking her hand up and the thing's bringing her down. The blob. Oh, that's great. Yeah, everything about Sam White Moon is iconic. Especially his hair. Oh yeah. Just think of how many beautiful women want to run their hair between their legs. <laughs> Jamie being one of them. No. No. Oh yeah, I I heard no. your voice when we were talking. Review that movie, and you were hiding it, but it was so obvious. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. You're crazy. Him and Deke on the raft. <laughs> you said you wanted to be best friends with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mucho ecological. Mucho ecological, macho. I'm going to smoke you, Laverne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweetheart, let me tell you. Yeah, let's be friends with him. Right? What a good guy. Is that is that Trent's older brother? <laughs> oh. Totally. Wow. Or it could be his dad, I guess. Shit. Yeah. And thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah. I don't know which moment yeah. is the iconic one, but it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he comes out at yeah. the end, right? <laughs> that sounded like somebody else for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> that sound effect. That was crazy. <laughs> Thought we had a guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like Creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> <laughs> no, like a podcast host. <laughs> that... that the noise he made sounds like a noise that someone else would have made when they were on the podcast. Oh, I, oh, definitely. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's how he killed her. I'm so glad I started podcasting so I could get this stuff out there. That's what Amazing. people have been missing their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> my stomach hurts yeah. I am getting pounded so hard over again <laughs> remember when he killed her and she went <laughs> <laughs> wow how, how often did you practice that <laughs> Okay, I know there are people out there who are saying, but Jamie, how can we have gotten this far in this show <laughs> without you mentioning the transformation scene from American Werewolf in London? Uh-oh. Uh-oh what? Go ahead. I'm waiting oh. for you to finish. There's an uh-oh <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> oh, okay. There's an uh-oh for a reason. I'm waiting okay. to see what you're going to say next. Oh, Okay. Uh, even though it is not my number one werewolf film, um, it's pretty well known, I think. Well, to people who give a shit. Oh, I give a <laughs> shit. I know what your favorite is. That, uh, yep. Oh, good. See, the, the Howling is my favorite. Yeah, I got you the autograph. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, also, that video with Dee Wallace. Oh, yeah. Wow. You still have that? Yeah. Wow. That transformation scene in American Werewolf in London, I cannot deny, is some of the most incredible special effects just ever and i don't see it ever mm -hmm. being topped it was so fucking good that they created an oscar category just for that movie and just that so is why we admire rick baker very 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 yeah. very much <laughs> in a world where you could do like anything visually could be brought to life now you, you, no one's ever captured that. Like, even people thought it was really innovative. Like, it's always the thing. Like, how do we transform a werewolf? Like, nobody goes that route or the Lon Chaney route anymore. That is dead in the water. It's all about now basically ripping off your human flesh to reveal the werewolf and then somehow going back or something like, like even like what? Trick or treat, right? Then they do something like that. Yeah, and uh, Skinwalkers, I think, did that, and yeah. Oh, um, that Netflix show. Oh, Teen Wolf. No, 
I don't remember mm. the name of it. Uh, Lily Taylor's in it. Oh, oh, ha- Hemlock Grove or something. Yes, right. that's it. Hemlock yeah, that's Grove. It. Yeah. Yes. Eli Roth produced it, I think. Oh, yeah, my point being that they, uh, with all this technology, they still never seem to capture our imaginations and minds such as that scene. It was just so fascinating uh, and so well done and so ahead of its time that, yeah, just unbelievable. Good choice. Well, yeah, well two things for me. I uh-ohed because I thought <laughs> you were going to go with the howling transformation scene because I know you you said before that you it's your favorite transformation scene. Yeah, it is. as good as the other one. So I, Yeah. I was about to I say thought, I agree, yeah. but I said it. So I agree not. with my opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I thought you were going to swerve everybody and say, well, you're still not going to hear it. I'm going to talk about the howling because it needs the, the rub. I don't know. So <laughs> that's what I will oh, You mean like that time I banked on that Friday one was her favorite one and then went back to three? Oh yeah, yeah I look right. like a jackass. Yeah, that was great. You can't ever, you can't ever trust me. <laughs> awesome, and I gotta throw in there the use of CCR, the Bad Moon Rising. It just yes. puts it over the edge. That scene, it's amazing without it, but having that in there is like the cherry on top, you know. Oh, for sure, that whole soundtrack is um, is just um, oh my god, it's so incredible. Yeah, it, that it's movie is stuff. it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Okay, here's a quick one. I know Alex isn't crazy about the movie, but I do think that this is a iconic scene, and it's it's quite simple. It's get out, Amityville <laughs> Horror. Get out! It's <laughs> scary, dude. It, it is scary. Shit out of me. No, yes. we actually um, when we were doing our remake uh, Halloween, you know, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. we watched um, the. Amityville remake, even though I don't like it, oh, but it's great. I was like, all right, all right, we'll watch it. But that scene, that same scene in the remake is nothing on the original. No, please. For one, the, the remake is like CGI flies, you know, and then it just doesn't, it's not, it's not scary. But in the first one, like that, every time I hear that when I'm watching that film, and admittedly it's a lot because I love the movie, but every time I watch that scene, I get chills. Yeah. I think it's scary as fuck. See, I'm not the only one. No, it is great. I don't. I just think the movie's boring. The most exciting thing that happens is that he loses money under a couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like being harassed in the men's room. <laughs> I love that movie. There's unintentional comedy in it. There's, there's, I don't know. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm, I like part two more, but I do still love the original. And that scene, the build up to it, again, it's all about the build up. It just the priest goes in there and he's doing his thing. He's confusing. The music's playing, the strings, you know. And then all of a sudden, there's silence. They, they cut out all sound just for like freaking three seconds, and the door swings open. And it's just dead silence. And then you hear the whisper get out and then the loud one. And it's like over modulated. It's like it's louder than anything else in the movie, including the music. And it's just like, get out. (laughs) It gets me just like that one scene that I have to give this part props in insidious. That one part always spooked me out when somebody's talking uh, on the on the. On the baby's machine, on the monitor yeah. upstairs, and you hear somebody yelling, do it now, or something. I'm like, oh, No, that shit. was Loomis. Right <laughs> 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 now. No, it was Arnold. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Kill 
Holy shit. Do it. Come on. Kill me. <laughs> Dave, do you know people have told me throughout the year when I was like reloading the banana laser stuff that our greatest moment of banana laser was our Amityville 2 commentary? Really? I would have never guessed God. that. I've never watched it. I haven't watched any of the commentaries back. I'd love to now. Wow. Yeah. I have to now. I want to see that. I want to see what was so good about it. Right. It's my it's my movie. I'm sure I'm the one that brought it to the table. I love that freaking movie, but... Yeah, because you love Rocky. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I love incest, too, and yeah, uh, the, the spectacle effects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. So, a lot of movies have iconic scenes, but very few actors or actresses can replicate iconic moments in two completely different horror films, such as the insanely iconic uh, the movie The Cell. Uh, J-Lo's ass shot when she opened that refrigerator door. Oh, the fridge scene? 100%. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I must... My my Blu-ray player broke. As many times I repeated that. Then... She goes on Anaconda. Actually, Anaconda was first. And when she gets up and she has that, that skimpy nightgown on. And it's stuck in her butt. On I, I, I envy that nightgown. Uh, hey, I can't argue. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, that, that the iconic. I think these go above Frankenstein when he said it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he was talking about your dick. (laughs) (laughs) And it rose up like Nosferatu. (laughs) See, it all comes together. (laughs) Oh, man. And what did it sound like when it rose up? (laughs) (laughs) You sure it wasn't? It could have been. No, it was. (laughs) (laughs) It started beasting out. But yeah, so yes, I wanted to throw my uh, <laughs> throw away my uh, part in this thing right now, and just okay. So next, <laughs> <laughs> okay, next Exorcist three, the uh, hallway scene. Boom. Yeah, uh, that is just the best fucking jump scare ever, and uh. it's people have tried to do it again, and they just can't do it. Right? Really, and no. I think it's because. Well, in the new, the latest version of Black Christmas, they tried to do it and they fucked it all up. Oh, I'm not going to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, it's the timing. It's that William Peter Blatty, he was a really good director that I I wish had gotten to do more, but... Yeah, uh, his health problems, Carla, he had too many bladder problems. (laughs) (laughs) William Peter Blatter. He he knew to pull back and let that scene play out and take its time. And because it does it the way it does it, you are completely off guard, even when you've seen the movie like 11 times and you know it's coming. Like it doesn't matter because his timing is so good. And he misleads you so many times in that scene and everything is choreographed beautifully. Like it just works. It's perfection. I love that scene. I actually love the whole movie, but that scene yeah. is uh, is astounding. Right. It's amazing. It's it's it is perfection because every time you watch it, 
It's just the way it's shot because they give you that little breather time in between a couple things. Somebody goes yeah. in a room and comes out and so you think, OK, it's coming now. And then mm-hmm. some, somehow you're wrong almost every time you watch it. You're like, no. okay. <laughs> the same you know? thing happens with uh, The Sixth Sense in the scene where he goes to the bathroom. Hmm. And you know oh, that. My list, the, the back of the head? Yeah. 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 Well, oh, not the the shotgun in the back. Oh, that was a good one. Um, oh, I love it. The scene where he goes to the bathroom at night, at night and you see oh, God. The, the temperature start to drop. And then you see oh, something yeah. walk past the camera. That, right. that was um, unbelievable, man. And I've even tried to, like, I've tried to, I was like, okay, I'm going to nail it this time. I'm get, The thing is, though, in that film, he is just a beat off, just a beat off of where you think it naturally would fall. So he prolongs it just a little bit longer than usual. And then, so even if you're waiting for it, you still... Uh, you're like okay, any any second now, any any se- here here it comes, any second. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way easier to guess when Jason's gonna jump out of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another scene we don't have to mention now. That's great. Others others keep coming up in conversation that that, that I'm crossing off my list. Just Jason coming out. out of the lake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, six cents. Both of us. <laughs> hey, we're done with two more. Yeah. That shot. I love head, back of the head thing. Is. is- Holy crap! Oh, that's good. It's, I thought the oh, it's amazing. Scene was the tent scene is the one that fucked me. Yeah, up. where she pukes in front of him. Uh, where she? Yeah, yeah. Wow, Start you know it. what tent scene I like? Conjuring two. You know what I'm talking about? In yeah, the hallway with, with that toy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's great. It just just popped in my head. But Bad Texas is three. Great scene. Awesome. One of the best, if not the best, jump scare ever. There is one thing about that movie that is scarier to me, and it is the opening sequence. Well, in, in a different sort of way, it's a scary, eerie thing where that statue of Jesus opens its eyes. It just mm-hmm. fucking spooks me out every time I see it. You know? Yeah, no, I, I'm right there. All the religious iconography in that film, it's creepy. Yeah. Even in the original, when they go yeah. into the fucking thing and they see the, the horns coming out of the breast of the, of the Blessed Mother, it's yeah. fucking awful. I mean – just being raised a Catholic and seeing it and just knowing what a desecration that is and like the feeling that would invoke in a church and knowing what's going on. Oh my God. Uh, I'll combine two movies together, Exorcist and Sixth Sense and say the, the puking scene in Exorcist. That's an iconic scene right there. I mean, that is, yeah. that's one of the most, what else would you say? The levitation in the bed, the walk upside down the stairs. I or mean, spinning her head around. Christ, yes. The, cruci- the crucifix scene. Uh, okay, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Lots of stuff. <laughs> it's another movie. There's so many shots, so many things. The, the greats like that, you can go on and on talking about Right, it's like The it's, Shining. It's amazing. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, here's one. And this one is a little more of a, of a deep dive that not everyone's going to know. But we've had a lot of common ones, and I have a lot of other ones sitting on this list. There is a scene, which I know some people are going to know, in a, in a slasher movie from the early 80s called Curtains. And in this scene... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're talking about the, the skating scene? Yes, yeah. the ice skating scene when, when, she's be, when she's being chased by this freaking thing wearing this old woman mask. mask. Or, yeah. yeah. This, and, and, and it has this, uh, what is it, a scythe or a sickle? I always confuse them. Uh, I think it's a scythe. 
You saw it? You know that one too? A sickle is the one where it's curved, but it has a, a handle, and a scythe is the one the Grim Reaper walks around with? Yes. Okay, okay so this yeah. would be a yeah, sickle. Just think sickle USSR. Okay, that's a, that's, yeah. That's a, that's a hammer and sickle. So, hammer and sickle. Like Hello. Drago. Yes, just like Drago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that is a spooky-ass scene. It's just a quick thing in a movie, but it's very memorable, and I know other people have mentioned it you know, uh, along the way about being just one of those scary scenes that sticks with you, so I had to mention that. No, oh, that's a good one. I love that. Thank you. And it's slow motion. Yes, and it's slow motion. Yeah, it's badass, man. Mm-hmm. We can't not talk about the ring with Samara coming out of the TV, man. Oh, 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 oh man. I mean, back when that happened, that was not something, you know, it's weird. I think like as as a society of movie goers, we we have become desensitized that nothing visually is going to surprise us anymore. You know, I think back then it was still something to see something like that, you know, like Sometimes, like, when you... It's kind of like magicians. Like, the only reason we're fascinated is because we don't know how they did it or whatever. <clears throat> now, knowing that everything's just fake, <laughs> it kind of, like, immediately erases from your mind. Like, it, your mind edit, edits itself, and it doesn't give you the reaction you maybe should have. Uh, and I think it's that's terrible for kids growing up. Like, them seeing Ninja Turtles jump from rooftop to rooftop... It's so sad because I was happy when they were they were in these big clunky outfits in 1990 and they could hardly like roll on the floor and get up and kick somebody like it's just like it's a weird thing. So when this movie was out and she comes out of that television set, I mean, I know it wasn't like crazy effects or anything, but it was still something It still captured your mind for that moment. You know what I mean? And that's an iconic. Yeah, it scared the shit out of a lot of people. I remember yeah. my next my next door neighbor, they went to go they went to go see it and he told me the next day he's like I had to get up in the middle of the night and close the cabinet to the TV. <laughs> like, like he couldn't stand knowing the cabinet was open. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could feel that way. Yeah. I know. Wow. And once again, there's a little bit of build up with that scene. First it comes on and it flashes on out of nowhere, and I'm talking about the ring version, not the other one, but but the one you're talking of. It comes on, and you just see the well there, mm. right? And then yeah. slowly, slowly, next thing you know, you see the hand come out, and then it's you know it's done so well, and it's a it's a slow movement to the front of the TV before she comes out, and you're just like, holy shit, that's a great one. I yeah. But I, I love that. It's scary as hell. There's another shot in that movie that always sticks with me as well. It's when the parents, when the girl's talking about her, or the, the parent is talking about finding their dead kid, and they open up, they flash back for a second, and she shows when she discovers her, and she opens up her closet, and her mouth's wide open, and then her head yes, drops. Yes, yeah, I love oh, that. It's That's scary, scary, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I think is actually scary, and it's just a line, but it's when, at the very end, when the little kid goes... Mm. Um, you weren't supposed to help her. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that shook me the first time. I was like, what? Because I, I, you know, I it was different than Ringu. 
It was different than the original yeah. ring. Yeah. They, they, which is why I love it as a remake that it, it, it did other stuff and it went with a different mythology in some ways, but still kept the basis of the story and everything else, which was great. But there was a little bit of a, a switcheroo. The, the kid wasn't as heavily involved in the Japanese one as, as in this one. But yeah, great stuff. Okay, well, my next one I think you guys will probably agree with. And this is the scene where we first see Leatherface when mm. he opens the door and slams Kirk with the hammer. Actually, I guess the door's already open. And once he when he closes the door afterward. Yes. Just that that resounding whoosh, you know. Oh whoosh. yeah. Well, there you go. Another one. It could be that. Or pulling the girl back into the house. Yeah, or the dinner table scene. Or that, right. or him swinging you know? the thing around at the end. Yeah, it's... All these great movies have so many. You never really think about that stuff, you know? But now that we're doing this show, it kind of opens our eyes to, like, that's why these are uh, top of the food chain. Mm -hmm. Even though Johnny Gore doesn't think so. <laughs> So, I don't know if you guys know this. There's a Leatherface uh, video game out there now. It's basically replacing the Friday the 13th one, which was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. That's finally going offline. You can't play with your friends no more. So, now you just got to be Jason killing the AI counselors. Or you got to be J uh, a counselor performing tasks. And then if you mess up, Jason will get you or something. I kind of forgot. But... Um, mm. But so now you can't do the fun stuff anymore, which is play online and kill people in real life and things like that. So uh, what luckily is coming out or just came out is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's kind of I haven't I, I haven't. And me and the guys have all agreed to not even do anything. We're going to do it together, get online and figure it out together. So it's going to be great. But Jonathan or Gore actually said I'm on the I'm I'm on the fence about buying it because I just watched the original movie again last week and I still like don't like it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Does like, not compute, but okay. Yeah. How can you not like? Remember, he was like, "What retarded Leatherface, Re mongoloid Leatherface?" Like, I'm sorry, what? Who cares if he's retarded? What does that have to do with anything? Does that make it a hundred <laughs> times scarier that he could do anything and it's all out of control and stuff? Like, I don't understand. Plus, he's got all that extra strength. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, he could join the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if that should... <laughs> Isn't that there like a special Olympics <laughs> for retard strength? Retards. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know. Like, the first time I saw Texas Chainsaw was over 20 years ago, and I was affected by that movie. Like, I was like, when I, when I ended, I was like, oh, I think I told this story. I just, t I turned the tape off, and I just sat there in the same position I was watching the movie, and I just sat there for like 20 minutes staring at a blank TV screen. Like, I literally, at first watch, had to process it. You know, like, I, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. I never did that before with anything. So, like, that must have meant something. I, I feel like I really took that journey with that movie and I really experienced it, like, at the fullest uh, movie going experience. And I just, I was just, uh, I didn't know what to do. I just sat there. 
And I just stared at the TV alone for like 20 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, then I got up wow. and probably went to the bathroom. I don't know. But yeah, no, the amazing movie, insane iconic imagery and moments. Oh, yeah. Again, with the freaking the lead up to it and them coming in. And then first he comes out, he's those noises, and then he comes out. And the way he comes down with the hammer and the noise that it makes mm-hmm. is so spot on. And then freaking it's perfectly done. Then he goes down and does his freaking spasms and all that. Yeah. Then he pulls him in. And the, and really the the thing that always gets me, right? When, when he closes that door mm-hmm. and the sound it makes and then just that that silent echo at the yes. end. Yeah. Oh my God! I want to say that in the in um terror in the aisles, that there was either a segment that did that and that ended that segment, or that ended the movie. I don't remember, I think, but I I think it ends the movie, which is I think that's brilliant. the last thing they yeah, and they do talk uh, about to the uh, they feature the scene where he's like chasing her around the house and he does that little like woo 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 as he's going around the corner. Mm-hmm. That's featured in uh, Terror in the Isles. And then I think that at the end, they close the whole thing with that. I should remember because I've seen it. So Me many, too. But yeah, it's just been a, I used to watch it a lot in, in the 80s. Uh, I just haven't watched it recently. But man, but yeah, that's a great one. Texas Chainsaw. And, you know, we've been saying it. The greats have all those scenes. And that's that's one of them. And it, it's so amazing that that is the introduction of Leatherface. Too. I know mm-hmm. that pig squealing sound. Yeah. Yes. So cool. I'm going to go with this one just because uh, something Alex just said recently about modern audiences and we've seen everything by now and not a lot of whole, not a lot of things hit you as hard. Well, here's something that's recent that I think hits hard. And it's that scene in freaking Hereditary when Tony Collette's <laughs> up in the thing sawing her own head off and going back and forth with the thing. Oh, my God. That's freaking sick. Uh, I have to cover my ears during that scene. I cannot listen to that. I can't. Really? But I do love, yeah, wow. but I try, to, I try to uncover them in time to hear her head hit the floor and go rolling because I oh. love that. It's like, good But I, the sawing, I can't do it. It Ooh. just, uh, uh, it just crawls all over me. I thought you were going to say the, the telephone pole Yeah, scene. that's what I thought you were going to say. I should have, but, but again, like I said, I, mean, I, lo- yeah, I looked I mean, at all the titles, and that's what popped in my mind first was the freaking sawing. Yeah, oh, uh, man. But, yeah, the pole scene, oh, my God, that's just – that's amazing, And the too. way he doesn't react to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, he just right. – <laughs> Yeah. Those. Well, they're two different type of things. It's – it's amazing. Okay, see, that's okay. With what Jamie said before, when you watch a movie with someone the first time, you want to see how they react. I, I think that about the head scene, about the pole, because it's instantaneous. Boom! Holy shit! You know what I mean? Amazing. Anytime there's something like that. But then there's the other stuff, which is just downright damn creepy and freaking puts you. You know, it's a nervous thing, and it's two different type of scare. There's the jump scare, and then there's yeah. the creepy scare, and that. You know, it, that illustrates both of them, and, and they're both fantastic. So for a recent movie, too. But that, that's why I talked – that's why I brought that one up because I was like, well, there's a couple recent movies. But wait, maybe wait. I'll talk about them, too. Wait, hold on. Do you guys hear that? What's that noise? Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? 
I don't know. I have my ears covered. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stalk of celery. It's okay. Oh, okay. Someone's eating celery. I was wondering, why are they playing that ominous music? You didn't even get to the head part. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Well, he has to get off that ceiling. Oh, those people are so sexy. That are standing back there. Jamie, he has to get through the neck bone. God, give him time. (laughs) See? Proof is in the pudding. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. (laughs) Yeah. Even though I did guess you were going to go with the telephone pole. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that is pretty gross, man. Yeah, I guess the other thing just. I can't eat celery anymore. (laughs) That's what Matt would always say on the podcast. Stalk of celery. Freaking eat Snapple, you know? That's all you got to do. I have some of those. uh, Not. I feel like a loser now. I keep saying this, but I did use the celery effect in my movie, too. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, because you learned, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I actually just stole it. Like, I went on YouTube and looked up celery breaking sounds and all that. I just put in the movie. Hey, Wait, you didn't everybody even break does your it. own celery? <laughs> no. I know. You had to get canned celery. Freaking broken. <laughs> I was too lazy. You think I'm going to go to a store to have a, a head smashing scene? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, you know, like I said, it's good to, to do these discussions because we get to talk about a lot of movies that we don't normally talk about. Like, uh, another iconic scene is Halloween H2O, when (laughs) Jamie and Michael are face-to-face. With two eyes? (laughs) With the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, when they're looking through that portal in the door. I mean, God. Let's get into these Halloween movies. Um, We don't ever talk about this. It's funny, because I legit thought about that scene, but then I remember the eye thing, and I said, oh. Yeah, they ruined it for me. It would have been iconic, right? But his eyes yes. ruined it. Wow. It's still a great showdown. Haircut either. Yeah, the haircut on the top of Michael's mask is out of this world. It's all punky. Is it? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like spiky and shorter. Like I don't know. Oh, it's like Norman Bates in, in, in part three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spiky hair. His new modern haircut, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Well, um, for a real one though, um, um, the movie The Fly with um, nice Mark Goldberg or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Mark, Mark Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. I like how they're saying it like they're making fun of him, but they're just saying his name. I know, right? Because <laughs> normally you go da na when you're making fun of somebody. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> It's the scene when he's like dying, you know, like um, what what does she do at oh, the very yeah, end? Like, yeah, yeah, well, she blows his blows head his off. head off. Yeah, yeah, like all that, like insane. Like, even, but even like, isn't the lead up to that like when he <laughs> throws up on the dude's hand? Yes, and on yeah. his ankle. Right. Oh my god, that because we all the three of us reviewed that, right? Wasn't it us three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We did those three: the um, brood or the broad. the fly and what was the other one scanners scanners yeah yes i remember that god and that's another one like 
going back to when I was a kid, like I told you, I cannot believe they let me watch Toxic Avenger and RoboCop, um, which was, I messed up. I said 85. I think that comes out in 87. But whatever. So Which one? The Fly? 80, uh, RoboCop. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. guess 87. I think it's 87, yeah. <laughs> Watch, I'm probably still wrong. But, uh, yeah, when when I saw The Fly, I was a kid. And I was like, oh, my God. What is happening here? <laughs> like, when he vomits on that dude's hand and it melts away, and then his foot, oh. his ankle. And I'm like, so now he doesn't have a foot? Like, I can't believe mm. this. I have a problem. I, I think I have a fear of losing parts of my body like even if i lost a finger that'd be devastating to me (laughs) like for like my one goal in life is to leave the way i came into life like i want to leave whole (laughs) like i don't want anything to be missing from me so like when i saw robocop and he blew his hand off that was totally traumatizing yeah and the my, my dad also let me watch day of the dead didn't they like cut his arm off or something and burn it Oh, so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Miguel, Miguel got his arm cut off. Yeah, totally traumatizing. Yeah, and then this ankle and hand, totally traumatizing. I have a major problem with people losing limbs or or hands or whatever feet. Like that's. Cr- so let me ask you this. Yeah. If I was to offer you, or it's not me because I don't have, but if somebody offered you, they said, Alex, I'm going to give you a million cash-free dollars. They put it right on the table right in front of you, and it's a million dollars in whatever, $100 bills. Mm. And all I want to do is take this freaking meat cleaver and cut off your pinky. You'd say no? My pinky? Which hand? The left hand? His jacking hand. I need the full uh, full action on that one. No, I gotta add steak. It's gotta be your right hand. You don't need your pinky to jerk off. Jerking off with three fingers? <laughs> What about my shaft? I don't think I use my pinky when I uh, all the flavor, but I just I don't think the pinky comes into play really. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta think about it. If I do it enough, you think I know how, what I do with my pinky? But pinky come into play. It doesn't come into play. You don't tickle your asshole while you're doing it, or your balls or anything. <laughs> Maybe my balls if I'm struggling, and I gotta add something to it. Oh yeah, no. when you do the the two action thing where you, you cup those and yeah, it's great. I finish at least seven minutes faster. <laughs> One million. Let me take One your pinky. Million? Even oh. in these days, though, that's really not a lot of money anymore. No, it's kidding. Still lots of money. Well, a million cash free? <laughs> hey, who am I kidding? Um, You're fine. You can live off the interest if you if you do it right. Yeah, 56 grand a year at least. <laughs> you know, you can do it right. <laughs> to cut off the pinky of my real hand that I care about? Yep. God. I would I would need like a month to think about it. Wow, I do it this instant. Dude, not me. You could take my whole fucking hand. Really? Right? <laughs> Are you serious? Not my right hand, was... though. Yeah, not my right hand. You would cut your left hands off for a million dollars? In yeah. cash? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have to work again. That's all I need I to would never hand. have to work. That is more money by far than I'm ever going to make from now until the time I die. Yeah, but think of your quality or your life. You can't even, like, catch a basketball. When's and the I do that daily? Baskets? Right. <laughs> you can't hold a baby. And I... Yeah, so? <laughs> you can still hold a cat, though. I It'll think, make right? it easier to throw them out into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> you can still go bowling, I guess, but... And yes, I could still hold a kitty. I could yeah. prop it up with my left stump and then cradle it with my right. You can't even change the cat litter. That's Brian's Yeah, job. you can. Right hand. Easy. Only thing is you can't wash the litter box. That'd be, that'd be a challenge. But you can't clap at the end of a movie. 
<laughs> I could clap. Sure, you can. Eye. You just <laughs> yeah. What's the sound of one hand clapping? It's it. It's me with a million dollars, bitches. I can't believe you guys are saying this. That's horrible. I would pay a million to get my hand back. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying. I would never do this. Totally. Look, and then I could cosplay as that chick from the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> awesome. Wow, I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> It's never going to happen. I'm, I'm tired of dreaming about it, that some oh. some freaking lunatic millionaire is going to walk into my life and offer me. I always dream to do dumb things shit. up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never going to happen, man. But I, I would I'm totally tired of dreaming about someone chopping off my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about somebody saying to you, I can't believe that this hasn't come up in an iconic scene of a horror movie. Oh, I know. And you haven't said something that I cannot believe. Not that this is like a majorly iconic, devastating scene, but it's so iconic and it's like your favorite thing. I can't believe you haven't quoted this thing yet that somebody said. I figure she's waiting. She's main eventing it. That's what I think. think. That's what I think. That's why I saved it. You know, I saved certain ones for you guys. Are you guys, are you talking about that scene from Hatchet 2? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Awesome. <laughs> that was in the last show, too. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, the last one I'm going to mention is something that I guarantee you no one sees coming, but I can't not talk about it when I'm talking about iconic scenes, and that is simply because it has inspired so many countless films since 1942 when this one came out and this is the Luton bus from Val Luton well he produced it cat people from 1942 and that's a scene where she's walking down the sidewalk and there's something coming after her it's a cat people, but you know, uh, there's a, <laughs> and you hear the, you hear her footsteps. Or she hears footsteps. So she speeds up and then she finally just stops and turns around to see if there's anything behind her. And there's not, but here comes a bus screeching into scene right at that moment. And that is one of the earliest true jump scares. And it, that, technique has become known as the Luton bus solely because of that. I had to mention that one because it is the definition of icon when it comes to being influential, uh, people referencing it all the time. I mean, if you would just watch the first Final Destination. Yeah, well, the the teacher's name in Final Destination is Val Luton. <laughs> and um ah. they were when they were writing that film they were watching a lot of Val Luton movies and that's why and then of course they all the other characters or most of the other characters have horror related names in some way or another but that one was that film and that bit was the biggest influence and they even do it in that movie so you know at the end where she gets except in the original, she doesn't get hit by the bus. <laughs> it just scares you. But at the end of Final Destination, you know, <laughs> here comes the bus. Yep. So, or not the awesome. end, whenever that is. 
bright, but still, yeah, I know what you're saying that scene. When the blonde girl dies. Yes. Yeah. What did she say? <laughs> Drop dead? And then it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. But the ending of Final Destination, too, is the stuff coming down, the the, the lights or whatever the hell they are, uh, the big the roll of lights. The sign in Paris. Yeah. The, yeah. Something like that. But, wow, I've heard people mention that loot and bust thing before, not knowing the, the whole story behind it. So that's oh, brilliant. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, and it's weird that the teacher in Jason Takes Manhattan was named Miss Van Dusen, and her, the car she was in, screeched into baby Jason and then hit a wall. <laughs> 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 Screech to a halt, as they say. Uh, well, actually, we are bringing it to a halt. It is time to wrap things up. So I will just say I'm insanely disappointed that Jamie did not even mention uh, Jaws, where he says we're going to need a bigger boat, or <laughs> when Quint was eaten, or anything that took place, the first kill, whatever. The first or when uh, Jaws done, pops out of the water. Everything, yeah. The opening well, kill, I think, is the greatest of all yeah, uh, in Jaws, oh, to me. But Kittner, what about Kittner? Are you kidding me? That yeah. whole scene is iconic. Those are all incredible. We should do part two. We should come back and do this again. Right, we might have to. There's too many, and there's not enough time. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down to do that. No, I mean, we. The, it, yeah. it gives us the opportunity to talk about all these. Well, like Dave said, or Alex said, or. No, I said that. One of you guys said, okay. Uh, like Alex said, <laughs> the. <laughs> I need credit for everything, Jamie. I'm running low on stuff. We get to talk about movies that we normally wouldn't talk about or, you know, have already talked about, but just not in this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> oh, okay. I just got to go. I'll give one more because it's pretty iconic, and then uh, I'll save the rest. But I, I, I have I call this the um, they're all gonna laugh at you. That's just what I wrote oh, down. But obviously, yes. it's the big scene in Carrie. The pig's blood comes down, and the freaking yes. massacre, and the split yes. screen, and everything. Just everything about that scene. The fire, what her walk, what she's walking. It's by everything about the, those ten minutes uh. is just amazing and iconic, and deserves to be. Yeah, and then you've got that jump scare at the end, which also yeah. went on to become iconic and yep. influential. So, yeah, that's a, that's excellent. Chloe Mortez is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, there you have it. Great ending, Dave. That was It's funny because that was the first one on my list when I made this list. But um, I guess I went – I had to get the Halloween H2O one in there. Um <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, fun topic, great stuff. Uh, I forgot which one of you thought of doing this show, but great idea. Like you said, we could talk about a lot of stuff. Not condemn, but listen, we we do love reviews. Don't think we're, that's never going to happen again. We actually have a really special one coming out <laughs> for this strange movie called Camp Out Nightmare Six. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, uh, I heard the twenty fifth anniversary just happened with that movie. I think it came out in September. And uh, it's a it's a great movie. Great writer and director, and we definitely want to get into it. So we're going to do that really soon. Uh, it'll be a cool thing to lead into Halloween, I think. Definitely a fun time. It's almost worth a review and a video commentary, actually. So 
we'll see what we could uh, do with that. But, um, yeah. So, we have reviews coming. Uh, and a cool one. Matt Wazell will be back for a very cool special that we're looking forward to doing. Uh, we just can't seem to line things up at the moment, but it's going to happen. Uh, even Madam Ruby said so. <laughs> awesome. Yep. I don't get it. <laughs> you will. <laughs> 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 Banana later. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, bucket head, whatever. <laughs>